So, yeah, Miss Malvina, my art teacher, she's my savior. Do these teachers know what you're going through? I think Miss Malvina was probably the only one. Because you talked to her or she no, just read? No, she knew exactly what I was drawing and painting. Wow. So she read that. She was reading my thoughts through my drawings. Wow. So when she saw that, she had a different place for her, you know, like in her heart. She knew that I was struggling. Here we go, episode 57 with my boy Tero Kayalian. He is a sculpturist and an artist who had a very interesting journey, and you're going to hear about it pretty soon. I like fighters. I like guys who fight, and he's been fighting his entire life. It started really as a young kid, wasn't interested in anything else besides art. Got made fun of, bullied, couldn't read or write. First, second grade, he found out that he has a passion, a true passion for art. And that's when things exploded, when he saw colors. And again, he's going to explain all of that in this episode. Let's get to it. Episode 57, Tero Kayalian. Here we go. Pretty random when we saw each other a couple weeks ago, we were at a barbecue. And I remember when I was sitting down, you're like, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, where the hell have you been, man? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good uh, surprise. Very good surprise. I mean, uh, I love seeing friends from school. It, it just, the connection that we have from school, it just, it's, 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 a, it's, it's pretty powerful. It's, it's really cool. It's cool because we haven't seen each other for probably 20 years. Easy. And you feel like. N- You've caught up on everything. Just by looking at your eyes. Right. I just like, like that. I'm like, hey, boom. And that's (laughs) what it was. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. Well, I'm happy to know that everything is good, obviously, with you and the fam. Yes. And I met your wife. I met your awesome little kids. (laughs) And then we got into some other stuff. I know you've been following me on social media, but I haven't been following you. And I didn't know exactly what you were doing. Yes. And then you were talking about the sculptures and the art that you've been doing. Dude amazing things we'll get, we'll get into it sure but what kind of got you to that point is kind of what i want to talk about i i enjoy the journey you know the sure to the actual sculpture journey or the whole aspect of let's let's talk at the beginning like when did you start when did art? i start art yeah okay well uh <laughs> that's gonna go really back i'm gonna say uh to first grade believe it or not in first grade you know how uh teachers uh come out with uh, coloring. First time I ever encountered uh, in color was in school in first grade. And uh, we set up a picture of a Kachvartan. <laughs> He's an Armenian uh, soldier. And I went to an Armenian school, obviously. And uh, there was a palette of uh, watercolors. I dipped in uh, the actual uh, brush into the color. When it hit the water, this magical thing happened inside the water i was just like intrigued by it i was like what is this you know so uh continue on uh painting the actual drawing and then next thing you know i dipped in another color and it became a different color in the actual cup i was like what's going on here two different colors mixing together and uh i was so intrigued by this color i think from there i do believe that uh i was really interested in uh 
drawing and uh, looking at pictures and colors. Was that art class at the time? It wasn't an art class. It was just a regular free time, I believe. That's the only thing I really was interested in school, I think. When it came to uh, reading or writing or something, I was only interested in like drawing and looking at pictures. Hmm. How'd you get through? Well, uh, first, I would say if you had that moment in ninth grade, 10th grade, I'd say, okay, first grade, you're having a moment where you're like, I don't really want to be here. Yeah. I felt like when I dipped that water and that, that color into the actual cup, I thought I was like a wizard or something. It just, this magical thing happened and I just, I just stared at it. I was like, what is this? You know? And then crayons, I looked at the boxes of crayons differently. I looked at the colors, you know, like going back and forth. And I was like, well, this is cool. You know, um, do you believe in reincarnation? Like, do you believe in you're living in somebody else's body? Probably. I don't really believe that, but it's possible, you know? Yeah. Like you're living in somebody else's life, life, right? It, it, yeah. And that guy was this artist. artist. It could be. I mean, I have his energy probably. It, it, it most probably definitely could be, but, uh, moving on to that. So <laughs> uh, when I was a kid growing up, we used to go, you know, visit my grandma's house. There's a bunch of kids always playing outside. And the only thing I used to do is just sit there and draw. Back in the day, you know, there wasn't, you know, iPads or internet or anything. So what I used to do is grab this yellow page book, open it up, look at all the ads. There's drawings of a lion. Uh, there's a drawing of a fish company or a car company, automotive company, you know, I would just sit there and just copy these, uh, you know, mm. illustrators. At what age was that? Uh, this was probably sec. I was in second grade or so. And you're not getting taught how to draw I'm not getting taught right? at all. This is just, I just want to do this. There's this one actual painting, my, uh, not a painting, it was like a picture my grandma had, was an old man sitting sideways um, praying and it had a loaf of bread and a butter knife next to it he's alone and really sad looking but he's really thankful and it's an image of uh of him praying i probably drawn that image probably like 20 times when i was little hmm. i still remember the colors of that flannel it's a green and blue flannel why'd you keep drawing it i don't know it just it intrigued me it just pulled me in you know and i, I don't know How'd you do in elementary and high school, academically? Academically, very, very tough for me. It, it, it was, uh, I remember when I left Sog Mesrop first grade and moved to, uh, not moved, uh, went to Mesrobian in second grade and I graduated from there uh, to high school. The first day I walked into the classroom, mind you, you know, private Armenian schools, you know, they're not that huge. But I came from a little smaller private Armenian school. We only had like six or seven kids in our classroom. And then I ended up into this 32, I believe, were the largest class at that time in Mesrobian. And uh, there was 32 kids in my classroom. And I'm sitting down. The first thing the teacher goes, all right, guys, we're going to say the ABCs. And I just stopped and I looked at everybody. And everybody's saying the ABCs except for me. And I'm just like mimicking what everyone else is saying. Uh, I had very tough 
difficulty in uh, reading and writing. The school, with my parents involved as well, they didn't catch up as quick enough. Uh, I had a dyslexia problem. I couldn't read properly or uh, write properly or spell. It really caught up to me. So imagine I'm this little kid in second grade, and I'm born in December 1877. So I'm the smallest kid in the class. Everyone else is about eight months, nine months older than me. I was supposed to be held back, I believe, uh, one year. So that could have kind of helped me out through my throughout my whole life, actually, mm-hmm. throughout my whole developing, developing yeah. of edu- yeah. So it was really tough. I had to uh, somehow like fake that I knew what I was doing in mm. school. Then when years start going by faster and faster and uh, kids are growing up, they come meaner and meaner. They picked up that, you know, Tito doesn't know how to read. You know, it was made fun of and, uh, you know, get bullied and mm. whatnot. And I had all this anger inside me, like, you know, this is not fair. Like, I can't do this and that. And my only out was to draw. So I used to sit down in the classroom. <laughs> I used to draw whatever there was. I, I'll see a picture of an elephant in the classroom, of a poster of an elephant. And I used to sit down and copy it, you know, trace it. Uh, I remember one of my classmates had this, uh, 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 an actual jacket. It had a, I forgot the company's name. It was so long ago. It was a, it's a gorilla holding two speakers. I think it was called DQ or something. I, I forgot the brand name. I draw, I draw that probably like the whole month. I was just drawing that every day. He used to sit in front of me and I'm in the back. I'm just copying that, you know? Wow. Yeah. And, uh. Did you share that with that guy who was wearing that jacket? Actually, you know, kids, you know, they're mean. They used yeah. to steal it and rip it up. And oh. Yeah. Yeah. They used to do. But, you know, I, it is what it is, you know. Uh, times, you know. How are you getting through, though, Toto? Like, you're, you're drawing things, but then you've got ABCs to learn. and Exactly. So, I'm just stuck. So, I believe it was like in fourth grade. And uh, the school realized that, hey, man, there's something wrong with this kid. Let's bring in this uh, specialist and see what's going on. So they did this random testing on me, you know. But prior to that, yeah, did they they knew that there was something wrong with you because you weren't turning in your homework or you didn't know the ABCs, you didn't know how to add. Hundred percent. Okay. And then they then talked to your parents. They talked about to this? my parents about it. And now, mind you, my dad, you know, they <laughs> they came from you know Syria, and uh, they had this mechanic shop we have this mechanic shop till this day thank god you know been running it since 77 and he's busy with work yeah don't bother me about this yeah don't bother (laughs) me i'm sending my kid to school i'm paying you do your job (laughs) you figure it out out, yeah you teach him yeah so uh (laughs) exactly i love that so uh yeah and uh once i got evaluated and did your dad show up to that meeting he my dad's been to the school once okay and that's it. <laughs> the day you They're like, or? this man is never allowed in this school again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, um, so they evaluated, they evaluated you? me and, uh, obviously they saw, you know, I'm not, you know, up to par and, uh, he needs, this kid needs help. Um, did they bring some outside guy? 
And they brought an outside guy to evaluate me, and uh, and the kids are like, "Wait a minute, why is Toto going out? Why is he going out? What is this test, or what is that test? You know, like why is he taking a special test?" Pretty cool though that they evaluated you at that age. I, I feel like nowadays they don't really care. They don't care. Yeah, it's totally different too nowadays. Now imagine, <laughs> I'm gonna move up a little bit further, and now I'm gonna be in seventh grade. Okay. I still don't know how to read properly, man. Hmm. <laughs> it's it's pretty scary. You're born here, right? I'm born here. Uh, my mind is not picking up these letters. I want to read it, but I'll read certain words. I cannot read everything. So I didn't know how to study. I didn't know how to take tests. The only thing I cared was painting and drawing. That's it. So I was. Are you getting shit from your mom and dad at home? Like, what are not, your what not are my your grade, mom, What are your grades like? My grades were all messed up, dude. I believe I think when you're like in junior, like uh, elementary, they will give you grades just so you could pass. I mean, it's not like okay, uh, obviously smart kids are gonna get straight A's, and you know the parents are happy and yay, okay, you know let's go to Hawaii because you deserve <laughs> it, you know, whatever. But yeah, me, it was just like okay, you gotta see, you gotta b or whatever okay you're passed but now when you get to high school i mean junior high you start really getting graded and all my grades were like not good except for art <laughs> art was the only thing i had an a in and you probably look so forward to art it was just like it's like that's what i wanted to and do, everything man. else every other subject you probably wanted nothing to do with i, I didn't want to do anything to do with it I mean, mind you, till this, till that time, I was still, you know, people were making fun of me. If you get a test handed in, it wasn't like closed, you know, it's like they hand it to you and your friends, your classmates. Now I love all of them, but you know, it hurt when they're like, oh, I got another F. <laughs> well, I used to always, oh yeah, I got an F. I used to draw a line. I got an A now. What are you going to do? Yeah. And I was really, really rebellious. I mean, in school, I had a lot of anger, a lot of anger issues. So... I didn't know how to control these emotions, this anxiety. I didn't even know what anxiety was. So I had to uh, either yell out or act up or, you know, do something stupid, you know, hurt myself. Or the only thing people used to look at when I used to draw at that time when I was younger, all of my drawings were pretty sad stuff, man. I mean, I don't have those drawings anymore, unfortunately. Well, I want to say... Not unfortunately, I'm glad I got rid of them because I do not want to go back to that feelings ever. Um, there were some really gnarly and messed up images that I used to draw. And yeah. You hurt yourself knowing what you were doing? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, it was it's pretty. It was really uh, tough, your, man. Your parents? Some of my friends kind of like warned them and stuff. Like once in a while, we get a random call. Hey, Toto's going to do something stupid. Or uh, one of my good buddies, he's always been there. He's always helped me out throughout, you know, uh, junior high and high school. Like, yeah, don't think that way. Don't, you know, don't do something People stupid. People don't realize what know? bullying does to kids, man. Yeah. So there's only one or two guys or girls that'll look at it in a different way and be like, dude, you guys are all idiots yeah. and kind of take you under your wing. And thankfully you had at least a person to yeah, do that. Yeah, man. 100%. Yeah. So <laughs> how far did you get with like hurting yourself though? Uh, 
pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing where I had to be hospitalized, though. Thank God. But uh, but I used to really hurt myself. Like I used to. I'm sure a lot of people went through what I went through, but because of me, um, I don't want to say I don't want to say be a. It's not being a failure. It just I I didn't have the proper tools to at least fit in in the educational aspect. I didn't have that proper tools just so I could feel good about myself. Just so I know, hey, you know what? I know how to read this thing. You know what? I'll read this whole thing. If I get a C, I'll be happy. I could even I could even do that. I didn't I didn't know I don't know what the hell I was reading. I I, I don't know what it was. Why do you think you were so behind on that? I don't know. Reading and uh, writing because maybe all the concentration was towards art. You I didn't care I about guess, anything else. I guess that's has a lot to do with it. But again, I believe if I was held back at least one year or maybe even two years, man, if I was held back at that time, it was gonna make a lot of difference. I think me advancing in studies. You graduated high school. I graduated high school. How do you? Th- how'd you do it? I mean, how, at what point in your life were you like, okay, I, I think I've got this? So uh, I remember uh, electives. We have to take electives, right? So in ninth grade, you have to take an elective. Like you got to take an art class. You got to take a typing class. You got to take home ec and stuff like that. I wonder that. what you took. The school made a deal with me. Today, you're gonna take art throughout your whole high school year for electives just so you could get that a oh man how yeah. cool is that how awesome is that now the principal at that time has helped me out tremendously as well i love that man mm. yeah he tried his best to help me with how to do stuff and but again i need more help definitely 100 percent. so yeah miss malvina my art teacher she's my savior through high school definitely i have to say that these teachers know what you're going through i think miss malvina was probably the only one because you talked to her or she just read she knew exactly what i was drawing and painting wow so she read that she was reading my thoughts through my drawings wow so when she saw that she had a different place for her you know like in her heart she knew that i was struggling and what kind of stuff were you drawing uh, suicidal stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. And the other, your classmates were seeing this too? or Definitely. You, okay. Yeah. They knew. They knew that. Okay. Toto's crazy. <laughs> He's going to do something stupid. Would she talk to you about it one-on-one? Um, Can I help or guide? Help. Not in that aspect. She still always, you know, smile and look at me and, you know, tell me, you know, do, you know, you're good. You're doing good things. Do better things. You know, she used to push me through that's it. Cool. You know? I'm sure she had a conversation with the principal and that's probably how he knew and made sure that, well, that you're going to take that course. Before right? he was principal, Mr. Gugasian, he was the counselor of Ms. Rubian. So that's how he, we had a special relationship. I had a special relationship with him. You were open with him? Yeah. Cool. He knew. Nice. So he knew what, what well, you know, like the pain and stuff that I used to go through. Now, mind you, my brother went to the same school. He's three years older than me. My brother, tremendous athlete, very good in school. People love them. So they see my brother. They're like, okay, well, if his if he's good in school and stuff, so Toto should be good too. They assume, yeah. They well, assume. Was that part of it, Toto? Was that because you had these big shoes to fill of your brothers that you felt a certain pressure because of it? I think so. I mean, you know, everybody looked up to him. 
the kid slam dunked in ninth grade, dude. Mm. I mean, how could I beat that? Mm. <laughs> and like, boom, you dunked. <laughs> and the next thing you know, we had a slam dunk. Con- the, the, the whole school stopped, literally, for two periods. Teachers, everybody, there was three kids, slam dunk competition. <laughs> and my brother's one of them in ninth grade. Oh, it's, boy. It's just, wow. yeah. Wow, yeah. yeah. I hear you. So, <laughs> but um, art, man, it, it really. What would you do without art? I don't know, man. I, I think, I don't know. I don't think I'll be here if it wasn't for art. Mm. Definitely. Today, art is therapeutic for you? One million percent. I was in a very, very dark place. Like from the age 18 to like 22. Okay. After I graduated high school, I went to college. Believe it or not, I went to PCC. Signed up over there. I had a full schedule. Within uh, one month, I dropped all the classes and I just kept my art class. Mm. Are you even able to do that? Um, no, okay. but I got kicked out afterwards. But I was able to finish the art class <laughs> until they figured out exactly. What you were I to didn't do. care. Yeah, I took a figure drawing class. I was in La La Land. At that, well, there's art <laughs> schools. Did you did you think about attending those? Yeah, um, there was the art center. Went to like one semester of that. Uh, then from there, I went to Citrus College, tried that, what I did in PCC. <laughs> I did the same thing there. So I took an art class in PCC. But And then uh, times went by, and then we're like, okay, we need to start working. So full-time at the shop, you know, mechanic shop. Working for your pops. Working for my dad, yes. This is after 22? Well, during at that time, I used to go back and forth. But when I turned actual, like, 20, 21, like, I had to start going, you know, full-time to work. What was I going to say before that? Between 18 and 22 yeah, 18, hard times. Yeah, that hard time that I had over there. All of a sudden, like, I was in such a dark place. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to see anybody. My brother got married. You know, he was already married. You know, he has his own life. He's out of the house. So just me and my parents in the house. I'm just like, um, there's nothing there for me. You know, uh, I don't. I barely see my high school friends anymore. So at any point in high school today, did you know what you wanted to do besides art? Like, did you think art was going to be your profession where you can make money off it? I really thought I did. You know, I thought right after high school, I'm going to go, I'm going to do this, you know, boom, you know, I'm going to go. Yeah, whatever you do, you know, I'm just going to go to an an office or whatever. Like I'm going to start working somewhere start painting painting yeah okay. that's my thought you know or go to an art studio or something try to work in there and do something but um obviously you know dad has different ideas of you know uh, work so uh, he puts me into actual mechanic now i'm going back and forth we're gonna go back no, to my good. my depressing part stage my dad's like son this is what you're gonna do you're gonna come to work full-time that's it i'm like all right what am i gonna do he goes mechanic i go i don't like mechanic stuff he goes fine you're gonna do exhaust systems that's it you're gonna learn how to weld this is this that i go i know how to weld some stuff he goes okay since you know how to weld you're gonna do the exhaust at this point was your brother working for your dad he never liked it no my brother no he 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 comes you know he'll go but he'll help out but he never loved he he, he never liked work and that was okay with your dad yeah he's fine because you know 
he's a realtor this that you know like he has a he has his life set you know so he, <laughs> my dad's basically looking out for me like okay dude art stuff's not gonna happen for you you're gonna work at the need shop. a guide yeah need yeah. a future yeah yeah need a little road to something yeah yeah so uh Star Wars welding, you know, bending exhaust pipes, tubings. I'm kind of liking it because it's some of an art form, you know. I was like, okay, this is cool, you know. I'm bending this pipe, putting this, oh, putting this chrome piece at the end. It's shiny and makes it look nice. Sounds great. The customer is getting excited and happy. I'm like, all right, cool. That's one, two, three, boom, and then start customizing it myself. That's where my welding aspect comes. And then from that welding I don't want to say me working there didn't really help me out in anything. It really did. It helped me become a sculptor, welder. Me using car parts and tools, car, you know, um, and uh, creating uh, these sculptures, it, it, it helped me out being an actual welder at the shop. <laughs> Where do you get all the old parts from when you do the sculptures? Customers' cars. <laughs> okay. So I look at them because you know we tell them hey these are your old parts you know you could have them if you want and i look at them like please don't take them <laughs> do they i ever? need that for an eye <laughs> or i need that for a tail do not take them you know so uh yeah but they leave it you know but some of them do want to take it just to have just like you know? scrap value? yeah they scrap it you know okay. and um yeah that's where i use it i'm kind of scared to go to a junkyard because if I go there, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, Disneyland. Yeah, yeah it's just going to... and I'll create this giant dinosaur, and I don't know where to put it afterwards. Dude, your, your sculptures are literally unbelievable. <laughs> Thanks, man. Your art is unbelievable. Thanks. I swear. Dude, it's <laughs> unbelievable. You. We, we sat at that Thanks, barbecue, man. and I was we were talking. I was like, you know, I always want a Mike Tyson piece. I always wanted Tyson, just, you know, the, the right hand coming across, hitting somebody. And you're like, yeah, I can probably figure something out. I sent you this picture, and within a month, yeah, it was. It could have been done in probably a week yeah. or two, but yeah. you had some other things going exactly. on. Exactly. In a month, it was done. You sent me this picture; it's gorgeous. You dropped it off today. Uh, we're gonna put the picture up on Instagram. It is gorgeous. Thanks, man. It means a lot. Thank you. Gorgeous. You know what's cool is that we all have a talent. All of us, no matter who exactly. we are. If we think we don't, we do. You got to find it. And 100%. once you find the talent, and that is most likely your passion because that's what you're going to enjoy to do. You do it and you guide yourself in like just tunnel vision. Let me try to do this thing. You monetize, you monetize. You know, the therapeutic stuff is what's most important to me. Like getting your mind off of whatever it is, the real world life, anything that's distracting you. You can open up. Uh, some a paintbrush you can bring out your canvas and you can go to town and you're just in a whole different world yeah like you mentioned that like when i my paintings 90 percent now the mike tyson one because you wanted it so i had to focus on that mike tyson but 90 percent of my paintings there is absolutely no plan when i paint something i will throw i usually use my hands i don't use brushes as much mm. it's all finger paint what yeah this Tyson was... This Tyson, some of them was finger, but most of them was brush. Okay. Yeah. Um, so because I'm an abstract artist, so that's why I call myself abstract. <laughs> you know, that's just me. So when I throw the paint on the actual canvas, the first splatter that I see, I go off of that. So it doesn't mean that I'm going to paint an image of Jesus. It's, it doesn't mean I'm going to paint a fish. or it's not, It just comes out whatever I throw. 
the first stroke. Wow. And what about the color? How do you pick the first the color? colors? Oh my God. The co- I love colors. I adore colors. I, it just, it speaks to me, man. I mean, I, when I look at colors, I, I look at them with feelings, dude. I, I just, it just opens up my eye and my soul. Like when I look at them and without even thought, like I'll look, I'll get it. And my hands are doing the work. And I'm just going at it. I'll step back for a second. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, this is what I want. Yeah. And then I'll keep going. And music has a lot to do with it, man. I have to have my proper music to do it. So if I want to go in the dark way, my favorite band, obviously, is Pearl Jam. And Jeremy. (laughs) Jeremy's video brings back a lot of memories. So that's... If I want to go with something really dark, I, I listen to that. If I want to go really crazy. Is this how you're feeling at the time? This is exactly how I feel. Yes. When I'm feeling like that, I, I, I feel those, I get those thoughts and I go on it. Now this makes you feel better once you're done, even though you're in a dark yeah. stage. hundred percent. It, it, it's like you're working out for like two hours and you're like, oof. You know, or you ran like a mile or two miles. You're like, okay. The bells and whistles are going it. off. Like, yeah. You let it out. You released it. And um, if I want to go with something uh, different, you know, like spacious and stuff, I listen to Pink Floyd, definitely. Uh, System of a Down's my band, too. I love that. How loud is this music? Or are you it's, wearing It's your... in my ears. Okay. I was going <laughs> to say, you've got a wife since, and yeah, two kids. Ever since so. the kids ran in the wife, I have it in my ears. But before, it was on blast and just, oh, man. I'm just going nuts. Okay, I need you to do something. Yes. I need you to go ahead, take a drink if yes. you like. <laughs> Thank I you. need you to have a tripod behind you, mm-hmm. set yourself up, mm-hmm. and go into fast forward. Sure. And... Put it on Instagram, man. I think people would really enjoy that. I have that. a couple of them okay. on, my, on my page, but I want to do a big canvas. You know, hopefully I could get a nice big one. The bigger, the better. Sometimes, you know, the tripod, you know, it's a smaller canvas. I still love it, but I cannot get my full strokes on a smaller canvas. I need a big one. And it's kind of hard to capture that on the big wall, but I'll definitely try it. Def- I'll do something cool, man. Is your house just... Uh, it's a museum, dude. Yeah. <laughs> It's it just it's ridiculous. I mean, I have stuff at the shop. I've stored some stuff. What does there. your wife say? My wife, she's the best, dude. <laughs> the savior. Yeah, huh? She is the number one. Yeah, man. What do you my, do without her, dude? No, I don't know. I wouldn't be here. Really? You one, really, one, truly, one, truly believe that? One million percent. You wouldn't be here if you I didn't meet not, your wife. I would not be here. Wow. Wow. That's awesome, bro. Yeah. I'm so happy for you, dude. Yeah, man. that's super so, super cool. How'd you guys meet? Well, that depression stage that I was going through, um, I was getting like skinny. I used to eat, man, and I was still getting skinny. I had, I was depressed, man. So when you're depressed and you're in a dark place, I don't know if it's subconscious or in your mind or what. You start seeing shit, man. You know. I've I, I've 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 told a couple of people that I was getting I was interacting with like dark spirits in my room, and it might seem funny to people. It might seem you know like I'm losing my mind or whatnot, but it happened so much that uh, we literally had to bring a priest in my room, and they had to pray in my room and cleanse the whole house. 
And uh, after that cleansing, I would say two to three months after that, it was Valentine's Day. And uh, there was a dance. How old are you at this time? Um, I'm going to say I was 23, okay. 24. Young, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I didn't. I wasn't going to go there. So my friends are like, come on, let's go. Let's chaperone, you know, the younger kids, this, that, you know. And uh, we went there. And uh, while I was up on stage, this young lady grabs my arm and starts dancing with me. And everyone was like, ooh, you know, I'm like, what's going on over here, you know? I know her. I've always, like, you know, used to see her with the side of my eye, you know, but we never had any conversations. Or, And then sure enough, it ends up being my wife. <laughs> so from there, we start talking and this and that. One of our mutual friends uh, gave me her number and said, hey, said I'll call her, you know, I'm like, really? So I gave her a call and uh here am i thinking nothing of getting married absolutely i'm thinking okay it's gonna be a date whatever this that and uh yeah man she 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 got my heart mm. big time mm. now i'm assuming you opened up with her from the get-go because you're that kind of guy so i was totally totally honest with her so at this time when we went out and i told her i said I said, Mara, like, oh, listen, you might know me, but you don't really know me. I go, I go through some stuff. I've been going through stuff, you know. Uh, you know, I think stupid stuff. So she's like, no, you don't. You're good. This, that. Nah, nah, nah. And uh, that was it, man. She, she really understood. Now, was she young? She didn't know. But whatever the reason was, God put me with her at that moment at that time in my life and i've never thought about that ever again what the 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 bad the bad stuff, stuff. Wow. I, yeah it of doing it mm -hmm. it might cross i'm oh, sure it crosses everyone's that's mind human nature, bro, it's yeah. human nature right yes. but it wasn't like okay no uh, you know like no it wasn't it was just like Okay, now I have somebody that really cares about me, really loves me. You know, she became my best friend, you know, like boom, boom, boom. And then family is amazing. God rest his soul. My father-in-law was like this amazing man, you know. Hmm. You've got two kids. I got two kids. Yeah. Raising kids when we were growing up, I believe is a little bit different than raising kids today. I believe in when you raise your kids, you're taking the good and the bad from the past, from not just your parents, everybody, the way everybody raises their kids. So you can take your good, you can take the bad, and then you just kind of do your best. But at least at that point, you know what's good and bad because you're from the outside on the, right? And kind of on the sidelines. How do, you, how do you do it with your kids? Is it different than how your parents raised you? I kiss my kids every day. I hug them every day. I, I tell them I love them every day. I tell them, do what you love to do. Do not do what I'm going to tell you to do in the future. Do your best in school. If you're not good in school, we'll get you help. I am so happy and glad that the first thing I always tell my wife, babe, 
Does she know how to read? Yeah. Does she know her multiplications? Yeah. Does she good? Yes, babe. Don't worry. Don't worry. She's good. That's my daughter, Karin. Then my son came along. Same question. Babe, does he know how to read? Yes. Is he good in adding and subtracting? Yes. Does he know how to spell? Does he know how to spell? Like, I have this complex, you know? Does he know? He's good, babe. Don't worry about it. He's good. He's fine. Yes. Now it's all up to them where they want to take it from there. Because they have the proper tools now. Right? Basics. Yeah. And look, man, education is great and all. I think it's good. In my opinion, I think it's best for networking. I really do. College, it's not for everybody. Yeah. And there's always trades you can make six figures on. Yeah. You know how to weld. You can make six figures yeah. welding. Yeah. Right? You can do a lot of different good things without a true four-year education exactly, where you're man. paying it back in 20 years. Exactly. So there's nothing wrong with, no. look what you're doing, man. God bless your parents and your dad for having this business. 100%. So you've got something. Something. Dude, I'm telling you, yeah. If we didn't have this shop... I don't know what I was. I, I, it would have been. You would have figured it out, man. I don't know. You would have figured it out because you've got this passion that you figured out what it is, and it's that's the that's the other trade thing. It's you don't have. Who cares about the education at that point? You've got something that you can feed your family with with shit like this. Yeah. You just put together, man. That's <laughs> freaking Mike Tyson piece. Thanks, man. So I wouldn't worry about that. Do you talk to your kids about your past at all, or no? Um, they're gonna know now because of this. Um, I told my wife i go what should i do i'm kind of like worried what i'm going to talk about and this and that i don't want my kids to find out like what dad used to think when he was younger or whatnot you know but um yeah i mean they i'm pretty well my daughter's old enough i'm talking to her more now she's 13 so uh she's understanding a lot more and uh yeah, I you mean, got good kids, man. Thanks. Man. I met them one time, but you've got good kids. Thank you. They're, seriously, there's some. You got some solid kids, and I know I don't have any children, but I know it's not easy raising kids, yeah. especially in this environment, in this society, social media, and all that garbage. But your your boy is your boy is amazing. <laughs> He's different, man. He's your awesome, boy bro. Is amazing, and your little girl is aw- just a little sweetheart Thank sitting you. there, and she's you know pays attention and you, too kind. Your daughter's too kind. You're blessed. Yeah. Thank you. Blessed. Um, oh, I want to go back to the sculpture stuff. You, you're you working probably 8 to 10 to 12 hours a day at the shop. When do you find time to do this? This is where I get in trouble with my wife. Okay. <laughs> this is where it happens. So spe- <laughs> painting is different because I do all my paintings at home in the garage or on the dining table or whatever, depending on how the dog is acting or how the kids are. At, right, or I'll go in the garage. But um, yeah, so what happens is I will call her, say, hey, man, I'm going to stay a little bit late. I got to finish this thing up because I'm going to fucking go crazy if I don't do it. <laughs> At night, I'll probably wake up two o'clock in the morning and run back to the shop. I have to do it. So there's that. Um, I go on. Well, Saturdays, we're open half day. So I, I stay a little bit later on Saturdays, too. And sometimes I go Sundays. And sometimes during in between work, there's no work. I'm not going to sit on my ass and watch YouTube and shit. So I'll go and. Does your dad think you're crazy? Yeah, 100%. He, he knows. Does. He says it to me. He yes, yeah. Gentes, you're, you're nuts. Yeah, yeah. He goes, <laughs> but he allows you to do it. He allowed. You know what's funny, man? My dad's never, ever in his life has said, man, this is a badass painting or, hey, this sculpture is pretty sick. How did you do it? But his friends will come over to the shop and they'll see like, 
the progress of my projects of my sculptures they blow their minds like they're like how, how the hell did you do this right now like what's going on the one that really really sees it is my employee because most of the things is he just removed it from the car and i made something out of it he just like what what you had somewhat spark plugs <laughs> yeah exactly like, like <laughs> you know the back to the dad stuff that's the tough love the old school tough love you know what's funny is your dad would probably say wow that is so sick to another kid 100 percent." because yeah there you go because his <laughs> friends probably do the same thing to their kids but when they see you it's dude it's nuts and this is why you hug your kids all the time this is why you tell them you love them all the time because you probably didn't get that as a kid and that's the negative part of being a parent back in the day is different now and I think it makes a big difference in a kid's life, man. When you yeah. grab them, you hug them, and you tell them you love mom them. Mom did it. My mom did it. No doubt. But, you know, a boy wants some stuff from dad, right? So that's where my wife comes in. She's a disciplinary. So I don't I don't yell at my kids, dude. I let my wife do it. <laughs> you do it. I'm not, dude. And, she, and her, her personality, <laughs> she's probably yelling and laughing at the same time. It's like half a joke and, yeah. My wife, man. She... she she's quarter mexican okay so her grandma is full mexican her grandfather his her grandfather's full armenian so i didn't know this obviously when we met first time she ever yelled at me was in spanish and like <laughs> no really fast and i was just like well what, what the hell what did you say what you know it was who's like this, who's this alien who's this man i'm like who's this ricky ricardo what's going on man so it's it's funny man that's cool <laughs> That is cool. And I, I mentioned fighters. You know, I enjoy fighters because there's always something we're going through. It doesn't matter what you are, who you are, what you have. You know, it, it, the stuff just doesn't matter. We're humans. We go through things. Life isn't perfect. And when you go through things and you fight through them, I like it. I like it because you can fall into the trap of just giving up. And, you know, he claims that without meeting his wife, he would have. Who knows? Who knows? But he's a fighter, man. He's a fighter. And, uh, you know, what I've learned as well throughout all of this and just in life and doing all these episodes, there's two things. You know, we have to understand that we all have value. Like, no matter what, all of us have value. You might not know it. You might not think you have it, but you do. You're, we're all born with some sort of value. And when you get to that point and you're getting anxious about things in life, control it. Don't let it control you. And another thing, finding something you love. I believe that God gave us at least one thing we're really good at. At least one thing. There's people that have they're good at a handful of things. But sometimes it takes us a really long time to find out what that is. And in Tito's case, he found out early in first grade. He saw colors and his eyes lit up. His mind went crazy. And right away, he knew and found out what his true passion is and where he'd like to focus his energy on. Sometimes, a lot of people go through life, they don't even know what it is. A lot of us don't know what that is, what triggers us, what what is our passion? What are we going to take this journey on? What are we going to do? And this guy found out in first grade. So find it, do it, enjoy it. If you can, monetize it. 
if you can't monetize it, that's okay too. All right, it gets us away from what we're trying to do every day. Uh, especially now, you know, I, I just feel like everybody's on edge. And if you can find something that you can get away from and escape from, that one thing, do it. Do it, just do it. Just let it be your escape to reality. I've mentioned this several times when guys come on here, girls come on here, and you guys get vulnerable with me. I, man, I thank you for it because it's really easy to sit here or it's really easy to get on the phone and talk to me and just pretend like you're somebody else. And what what is that good for? You know, I, I felt that Toto kind of was debating if he should have done that after the show. I felt that type of energy. And then I talked to him a couple days later and he felt good about it. So I'm happy that he felt good about it because... That's how we grow, man. That's how we grow. Follow him on social media, Abstract Toto. That's Abstract underscore Toto, T-R-O. That is on Instagram. He's got all his stuff there. All his stuff is for sale. You could direct message him for whatever you want. If he's got it there, you can buy it. If there's something you love that you'd love for him to either paint or do a sculpture of with old car parts, he can do that too. He's like stupidly talented. Uh, he would love for you guys to message him and uh, just get the ball rolling. Have some fun with the guy. See what he can do for you. And of course, you can follow me on social media, Miked Up Pod. Until then, folks, I am Mike Gabriel. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day. No wasted days. Let's go. Let's go.